Okay, kids, the bell has rung, and that means Anime 1A is back. Back in session, I am your student and host, Chris Daly, and this week's guest professor is Justin Perot. Yeah. Awesome. Justin, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's a pleasure to speak with you about uh, one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, sir? Well, uh, I am the uh, multi-instrumentalist behind the uh, technical progressive death metal band Stormland. And we have a very, I have a very specific lyrical theme, and that is uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, awesome. I use that as a lens to look at uh, war and all kinds of horrible human ugliness. Very cool. Well, actually, I was listening uh, to your albums yesterday on Spotify, and I'm I'm very impressed. That's good stuff. I'm a real Thank big you. fan. I'm a big fan of metal myself, so I, I was a pretty big fan. I got a kick out of your stuff, so it's, it was awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, you're, you're welcome. So you were telling me that you're fairly new to anime. You've got some stuff that you enjoy so far, but uh, let's delve into it a little bit more. So you like My Hero Academia, so you like more of the shonen battle kind of anime? Well, so honestly, um, when it comes to other forms of media, I do kind of have a, a genre that I like to stick to, certain genres I like to stick to, ones that I kind of shy away from, but... When it comes to anime, I found that even ones that, even genres that wouldn't typically fit my normal, um, my normal interests are ones that I really like end up liking. Like, for example, my very first one that I watched was My Hero Academia, but you know, my friend had suggested shows like uh, Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer, and those are both vastly different than My Hero Academia, and both shows that I ended up actually really liking um along with other ones like chainsaw man and stuff like that um so yeah so i'm i'm pretty new to the anime world and i'm just trying to dig in and talk to people who have been you know around the anime world a little bit longer um and can give me some good suggestions and kind of just talk to me a little bit about anime all right well given my uh specialty which is gundam which is a long-running mecha meta franchise you know over 40 years yeah you know i can point you into different directions based on what you're looking for uh outside of anime what kind of genres do you like to stick with are you a war um, guy fantasy you know mostly pretty much any any genre i'm pretty into except for horror really but i mean um i you know i really i don't when it comes to anime, I'll usually take any kind of recommendation, really. Um, so before we go into any of a deep dive on anything anime related or anything anime specific, um, tell me a little bit about how you got into anime in the first place. Like what was what was the thing that drew that pulled you in and attracted you to it in the first place? You know, as a kid, I have memories of watching shows like Samurai Pizza Cats uh, mm -hmm. in syndication. Uh, eventually, I was watching. I was renting these big, ro long Robotech uh, tapes from the video store. Sure. And just as I got exposed to the internet and started looking into it more and more, my interest grew. I loved the art style. I enjoyed the stories. And it's just grown from there. 
Awesome. And now the video store, a, a luxury that we took for granted as kids. Yes. The kids nowadays will never know the joys of walking in on a weekend and just browsing all of the different tapes. Oh, good times. They'll never times. know discovering a whole <laughs> slew of new bands watching Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. Right? Yes. All right. The first time I heard corn. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, um, why don't we let's let's dive in so tell me about um kind of of some of the stuff you're watching now um and some of what your favorite shows are all right right now the uh, two new series i'm watching are the second seasons of mobile suit gundam the witch from mercury and Mm -hmm. birdie wing they are Birdie Wings, funnily enough, is Gundam related. There's a lot of references. It uses some of the voice actors from the original uh, Mobile Suit Gundam show mm-hmm. and uses a lot of very familiar names. But it's an anime about women's golf. It is absolutely abs- it is absurd. It knows it's absurd, but the characters treat it with deadly seriousness. I mean, it had the first season of it had underground mafia golf. So, wow, <laughs> it it's wild and that uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, both of the, yeah both of those are on Crunchyroll right now. The new season's just started, and uh, it's a good time to pick those up. Uh, awesome. Be- yeah. Beyond that, I'm also watching uh, Ranma Half, which is oh an older anime from uh, Rumiko Takahashi. Uh, the creator of Inuyasha, amongst other things. And that's on uh, Tubi for free if you want to track that down. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's uh, about a uh, martial artist who is uh, forced into an arranged mar- an arranged betrothal after falling into a cursed spring while training in China. And uh, because of that, uh, whenever this uh, young man is doused with cold water, he turns into a girl. It's Oh, man. I like the I like absurd comedy like that. What can I say? Hey, that's okay. I know um, last episode I talked to my friend Jesse about a new one coming out, reincarnated as a vending machine. Oh yes. And I'm I just I don't know anything about it, but just the premise of it alone sounds fantastic. Isekai <laughs> is wild. They're definitely uh, reaching for stuff within that uh, particular genre of. Uh, Help, I got hit by a truck and died and woke up in another world. But uh, that one actually sounds like it could be fun. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that. So, I mean, when you just get let loose and just have fun with it, just a crazy, ridiculous idea, sometimes the most fantastic things come out of it. Exactly. And right. uh, yeah, so let's uh, move on from there. What are you watching this season so far? So far right now, um, I just finished up the the current season of my hero academia and good lord that was so good <laughs> i don't i'm not sure how familiar you are. i'm sure you're familiar with my hero academia i'm not sure how current you are with my hero academia i have um, a cursory awareness of it I, I just i kind of bounced off of it because yeah i i'm a couple generations too late for that show i think sure you know i naruto was my big shonen battle at anime ah. and uh you know everything else. It's like okay, I I recognize this. I don't I don't feel like I need to see it again. But That's I'm fair. glad that there's something for everybody to pick up on. That's fair. 
Well, it's it's interesting because most of the other seasons, you know, they kind of have their highs and lows, and sometimes they start off on a low and end on a high note, and vice versa. But this most current season, it was it was awesome because it actually it kind of started high and just kept going up the entire way. It was it was yeah. a pretty great season. I was very impressed. Well, that's good, especially for a long running series like that. It's great to hear that it can uh, continue improving. Oh, for sure. Um, I also recently finished um, Chainsaw Man. Very, very crazy show. And I I loved it every second of it. It was it. I had a little trouble with it to start, but I'm glad I stuck with it through to the end of the season. For sure. I I had trouble with Denji. You know, it's just like that. He was probably the most pathetic character I've seen in an anime in quite some time. Yeah, he kind of reminded me of... um... And I hate myself that I can't remember his name, but he's a character from My Hero Academia, the one with all the little balls um, that are sticky. I can't remember his name all of a sudden, but he kind of they kind of remind me of very similar characters. Um, And that's probably my least favorite character from My Hero Academia. So, um, yeah, I I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of he kind of rounded out a little bit at the end, I thought, though. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a character growth. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, and also, um, I watched the new episode of Demon Slayer. I actually saw that in the theaters uh, with some friends, and that was that was pretty awesome because they showed the final two episodes of the last season and the first episode of the new season. They kind of just lumped them all together as a movie, mm-hmm. so it was kind of a cool experience. Um, and I actually just the other day finished Cowboy Bebop for the first time. How did you like that? I actually really liked it. <laughs> yeah um radical edward was probably actually so far from all the anime i've seen which hasn't been a lot i'd say radical edward is probably one of my favorite characters yeah i can i can see that uh well i want i enjoyed cowboy bebop not as much as people who watched it when it first aired sure Uh, i think part of the issue is i binged it and Ah. it's not really a series and because of the episodic nature it's not really serialized a lot of the episodes are self-contained with not a lot of through-running plot yeah it it's best watched week to week like one episode a week sure yeah it was it it was kind of weird where you've got the one episode where you know they think they're all dying from eating something that was bad in the fridge and then you kind of get the impression that they're dead but then the next week it's like oh they're all everything's fine and they don't even address it so yeah that was interesting that it was all kind of self-contained. It was almost kind of like, you know, this show could end at any minute. So we don't want to, you know, leave them on a cliffhanger or anything. We want to kind of close everything off. And I, in a way, I think that kind of worked. But I agree with you, though. I, I didn't actually sit and watch episode after episode either. I kind of, you know, I'd watch like one a day or one every few days. And I think that, you know, did make it a little bit more enjoyable for me. Yeah, um, and a phenomenal soundtrack, though. Oh, absolutely i agree it's so good my wife actually listened to or she was watching an episode with me kind of and i'm like isn't the music so good she's like yeah sure that's what we'll call it (laughs) (laughs) um and actually i uh i just started watching uh the live action cowboy bebop because i wanted i wanted to watch the anime first before i watched the live action so i'm a little bit late to the live action and have you seen the live action yet just one episode and uh you know it followed the episode it was based off of very closely i thought it was doing some interesting things storytelling wise but i think it was just too close to me having watched the anime for the first time that I, uh, again i just kind of bounced off it. but i like the casting of john cho he was great 
Oh, I think he's fantastic. I I'm about halfway through and knowing that it got canceled kind of bums me out because I think it had a lot of potential. Um, yeah. So far, it's it's more of a loose adaptation, like an inspired by, yeah, um, Cowboy Bebop. So it's not. I mean, a lot of this, a lot of this stuff still sticks pretty close. There's still a lot of the same characters, a lot of the same storylines. How they introduce some of the characters is a little bit different. They've tweaked a few characters, um, like when they introduce Faye Valentine, they introduce her pretty early on, compared, and they introduce her a little bit differently than they do in the anime. But I think it still works. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people that were mad about it, I think were mad that it wasn't an exact adaptation. And I think it's yeah. a lot of the same thing that where people are mad about how the Marvel movies aren't an exact adaptation of the comics. Yeah. But, you know, you can't really exact adaptation for everything. I mean, it has to be kind of loosely based. There has to be a line drawn somewhere, I think. Yeah. You know, the adapt, the creativity in an adapt, sorry, for there to be creativity in an adaption, it has to make changes from the source material and how sure. it makes those changes is uh, what need, is how things need to be measured by, I find. I agree. And, you know, I, I could be in the minority and thinking that, you know, how they adapted it so far. I like how they adapted it so far. Um, like I said, a lot some of the stuff has changed, but a lot of the stuff is still very similar. And I still think it I still think it works. You know, especially, you know, I know I read somewhere that the creator wasn't very happy that they didn't, you know, stay true to the source material. But I think, you know, for the most part, it's still the spirit of it's still there. I think, you know, Jet, the guy who played Jet was fantastic. Like yeah. you said, John Cho was amazing as Spike. Um, I just kind of wish there was a little bit more Radical Edward in the live action. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I don't know how you're going to work with that character over the long term, but uh that would definitely have been something to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, spoiler for anyone who doesn't know, um, I guess Radical Edward does show up in the show, but it's like right at the very end of the last episode. Yeah. So Ed's in there for a little bit, and I'm I'm excited to finally see Ed show up. I'm bummed out the fact that you know they couldn't really you know do anything more with that character. So that's kind of a bit of a bummer for me, but I'm still excited either way. Um, yeah, I thought the show was great. Or I, yeah. so far, I think they've been doing a fairly good job. Yeah, I think people they set extremely high bars for anime adaptions. Like I understand that we've had some real stinkers. Uh, yeah, that Dragon Ball live action for one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've I've yeah. heard that one wasn't very good. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you allow for the fact it's never going to be exactly how it was. And you just go into it with an open mind, then it, yeah. it's usually it's not that bad. Yeah, I th I agree. Yeah, I mean, even Japan's done live action adaptions of some of their own anime. There's live action versions of You're Under Arrest. There's a live action version of Great Teacher Onizuka. Sure, they're not you know wild mecha anime, but they're still live action adaptions. And even yeah. Roroni Kenshin, uh, as much as I don't want to shout that one out, given uh, the crimes of its creator, uh, those live action adaptions have been fairly well done. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's kind of hit or miss. And really, it kind of just depends on the fan base. And sometimes the fan base can be brutal. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, on the subject of anime, 
you know, the very big controversial question that I've gotten guff for from some of my buddies, but I understand now talking with some of the other dudes at the geek network, it's not really that big of a deal. So I, I still, I like to ask everybody this question, sub or dub? Depends on what I'm doing and what I'm watching. Some shows, yeah, it's better to watch the subs. Others, it's better mm. to watch the dubs. Like right now with my daughter, we watched Spy Family as a dub. And uh, we're currently watching Magic Knight Ray Earth as a dub. And okay. that's fine. But, you know, we've also... I'll also watch subtitled stuff as well. I don't mind either way. And I think... Uh, as long as you have a decent cast who tries to capture the same energy, the same kind of spirit of the characters, then I don't think a dub is a problem. That's fair. Yeah. And for me, it's more like I have a hard time paying attention to what's on the screen. If I have to sit and read everything. Yeah. And that's, that's just who I am as a person. So I really like to, I like to be able just to just kind of sit back and kind of just, focus on what's going on focus on the story focus on the action so it's hard for me to to read sit and read subs and be able to do that some people can do that and that's great i myself i just can't so i i actually just prefer dubs over subs Um, all right but it's it's interesting because you know i've heard a lot of people are like oh if you take the sub version then you know you're getting the true translation if you get the dub version you're going to miss out on a bunch of stuff and it's I just I know it's a very heated debate, so I just kind of wanted to know what your take on it was. And it sounds like your take is about the same as most other people I've talked to. Is it really it could go either way? Yeah. And I mean, translation is an art form in and of itself and sure. applying modern context to things and helps to engage people further as opposed to just the direct translations. We all know the meme. You know, some like the fan sub where it's like all according to Keikaku. Translators <laughs> note Keikaku means plan. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's wild. Like people give translators guff for uh, adapting slang terms with American slang terms because, but it makes sense to do that because yeah. not everything's going to be one to one. Right. It helps provide a similar context. It has the same vibe. It means essentially the same thing. And so the people who have this fantastical idea of Japan as this absolutely pure land, untainted by Western thought and decadence or whatever, you know, those clowns don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, like you said, there's not always a one for one. So you're, you know, we've got words that you can't translate into Japanese and vice versa. So, I mean, yeah. you're going to, you're going to lose some of the, tra- something in translation anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's as inevitable as going to happen. So, I mean, it's just a matter of just making it work as best you can. Exactly. And I mean, I hope at some point you get a chance to have a translator on your show. Cause I'm sure you'd probably find that quite enlightening. Oh, for sure. I'm, and I'm sure we could probably, I'm, I don't know how to make that work, but I'm sure Thomas has lots of magical connections. So I'm sure we could get something worked out. I have and, no doubt. Yeah. And for sure. I'm sure we can find you somebody. Yeah. We all have, we all have surprising contacts out there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely a lot smaller of a world than I ever thought it was to be honest. Yes. It yeah, seems like you, there's always someone that knows everybody somewhere. Yeah. I mean, who knows you, 
This week you have me. Two weeks from now, you might have Keith Lee, the AEW wrestler, because he's a big uh, anime fan as well. Are you a big fan of wrestling? Actually, yes. We might have to have another discussion because I am also a very, very huge fan of wrestling. So we're definitely going to have to be best friends. And we're yes. definitely going to have to talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I have some big I have some big thoughts about wrestling. All right. Well, I might have to send you a Discord invite uh, after this. But uh, Awesome. Moving on. Uh, yeah. So what I wanted to talk about since, you know, your band Stormland is very. Thomas, let me know that your band is very big, inspired by Gundam. Gundam is an anime that I've kind of looked at from afar for years, but I've it always kind of seemed very overwhelming because there's all the different offshoots and all the different, you know, sequels and prequels and all of that. So it's one I've always been interested in because uh, in addition to wrestling, I'm also very big into like big robots. Um, I was always a big fan of Power Rangers as a kid. Um so big robots are also something that I'm I'm super into. So let's talk about Gundam. Yes. Tell, so tell you, me about Gundam. All right. Original, oh, the first one, I think that was 1979 it started, was the original mobile suit Gundam that uh, ran for, you know, just about four full seasons and uh, didn't initially have a, great response but uh the female fan base uh kept it going and uh eventually it got the popularity was sustained enough they made some compilation movies they sold a whole schwack of model kits and uh it's continued on to this day with uh different timelines different adaptions and all sorts of fun different takes on it as well be they little super deformed gundams doing uh chinese uh history knockoffs with uh you know the sd gundam sangoku den or big martial arts tournaments in mecca with g gundam or dawson's creek in space with gundam seed and seed destiny or even what i the series i try to start people off on it's an alternate universe series you can find it on netflix you can find it on crunchyroll mobile suit gundam iron-blooded orphans if you liked Game of Thrones and the political intrigue to it and the dark tone, there's a very good chance you'll like Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. I'm actually one of the probably very minority that's never seen Game of Thrones. I'm familiar with it. I've just never watched it. Okay. But How that's you, that's yeah. the place to start, though. If I want to get into Gundam, that's the place to start. I think it's a good place to start because it's okay. self-contained. You don't need to know a whole bunch of other lore before you get into it. Okay. And if you enjoy it, you can start with the the first Mobile Suit Gundam series. And again, that's on Crunchyroll. There's mm -hmm. places to see it. Uh, the compilation movies are, well, not on Crunchyroll. They're also on Netflix if you want to uh, see a condensed version of it as well. Gotcha. So tell me, so this one that you want me to, that is a good place to start. Tell me, tell me about that one. What's that one specifically about? Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans is about a group of child soldiers who are conscripted into a private military corporation. Uh, they've been abused. They've had a lot of them have had, uh, sorry, surgeries forced onto them to uh, graft spine, sorry, circuitry into their spine so they can better interface with their uh, machines. And 
it's the story of their rise getting away from uh, their employers and their eventual fall. There's a lot of political intrigue to go around, a lot of uh, corporate malfeasance, a lot of government malfeasance, uh, a lot of uh, trenchant commentary on colonialism and sorry, corporate overreach and uh, what happens when business and government get a little too in bed with each other. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a fascinating series and I think it's really worth your time if you want to sit down with it. And since you like dubs, there is a dub. Awesome. That's always a plus for me. <laughs> yes. Um. So do you have, so you've told me why it's your favorite. Do you have like a, a particular character that's your favorite? Uh, you know, probably the two, or or more than one character. Oh, yeah, Yeah. more than basically the there is the ostensible lead uh, Mikazuki August, the one who ends up piloting the Gundam Barbatos, Mm -hmm. but his friendship and partnership with uh, another character uh, Orga is very central to the plot because they're two young men who have survived together with Orga being the idea guy, the planner and Mikazuki being the one who will set out to make it happen and their relationship, how it grows and how it develops and how it work intermingles with other new characters who come into their lives is very interesting in how they come to understand the world and their ambitions, more Orga's ambitions than uh, Mikazuki's, but it's just, I again, it's something I think it's really worth your time to watch and see it develop. There's a lot that's going on there, and I can't really do it justice. I think you're doing a pretty good job. I'm I'm very invested, so I definitely will be checking that out one out very soon. Um, do you have a character that is maybe your least, a character or characters that maybe you just despise and that you don't like? Oh, there's a like all the characters are generally well written. But there's mm-hmm. one that is written for you to just hate. He, he is a character named Ioka Kujen, and he is basically the fail son incarnate. Oh, wow. You'll see it. You know, like mm-hmm. the, the picture perfect example of somebody who just fails upwards. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. I'll keep my eye out for him for sure. Yes. Uh, what about favorite story arc? Uh, the first season is a full story arc. Uh, it's basically their rise. They have to take basically once they get out from under the thumb of the private military corporation that they were working for and mm-hmm. just take it over. I'm spoiling things. They oh, are trusted. They are in trusted with the uh, last remaining mission of that, which is getting a dignitary to Earth and getting her in front of. Uh, the earth government to speak on behalf oh, wow. of uh, the people of mars that's awesome yeah and that takes up pretty much and all the goings on that happen in that season are leading up to that point of getting them to earth and getting her in front of the uh, earth government which funnily enough is based in alberta so it's a rare appearance for canada in an anime awesome Sounds like Canada is the place to be for a lot of my favorite shows. One of them being Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Uh, 
another a series I love. So, yes. I, I'm very, have you heard about the anime that's coming? I'm very excited yes, about the anime. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go back. Uh, by the time it's aired, I will have Netflix again. I just, I, I cycle through the streaming services. Just, sure. yeah. I actually so, have a friend that does the same thing. He is cycling and net, he's going through Netflix right now. And then here uh, in a few months, he's going to switch over to Disney, back to Disney plus to in time for Dr. Who. Okay. And I'm going through Disney Plus now, uh, you know, enjoying The Mandalorian, going uh, through King of the Hill again. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm kind of shocked to start that I've started seeing anime picking up, but I guess they have a deal with uh, Kodansha. Oh, so gotcha. Okay. So Disney Plus does have some licensed anime now. Nice. All right. What about your least favorite arc? I can't or, really or do you say have I, one? I don't really have one with Iron Blooded Orphans, you know? Okay. It's it's just a really well done series. I know some people bounce off the second season because it gets very dark and there's a lot of newer characters introduced. Yeah. But I think it's still worth and I think it's integral to the story they're trying to tell of a rise and a fall. Fair enough. All right. Well, it looks like we are running out of time. Zoom is yelling at me. So yes. <laughs> um, looks like it's almost time to go home. So Justin, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. I think it's been a great chat. And I definitely think this is probably going to be one of many because we've got we've got lots of new stuff we need to talk about. Yes. Um, let's uh, give you a minute to uh, to if you have something to plug, go ahead and, and go ahead and shoot for it. All right. Well, I have an EP in the can. I'm still waiting for some things to come together before I can uh, announce a release date. Okay. But uh, my last album, uh, The Human Cost, was released last year. That is available on all your favorite digital streaming providers. And if you want to purchase it, it's on Apple Music, iTunes. It's uh, available on Amazon. Or if you really want to do a solid, you go to stormland.bandcap.com and you buy it there. Definitely do it, especially if you're a fan of death metal, because it's it's very heavy. It will rock your socks very hard. It's it's so very good. Thank you very much. And you're uh, welcome. I, just, I want to shout out my guests on that. Uh, Lita Page from the Hallowed Catharsis, another uh, science fiction themed death metal band from here in uh, BC and Ross Sewage from the Mighty Exhumed. They both uh, did guest vocals for me. Uh, Lita it appeared on the song Test Subject and Ross was on Rebuilt for Your Whims. So shout out to them and thanks to them again. Right on. And for more geeky goodness, uh, definitely check us out on geek-network.com, uh, GeeksAZ on Twitter and Instagram, and Geek Network on Facebook. Myself, I am CD is Weird on Instagram and Facebook. And I guess we'll wrap up. So... Looks like it's time to go home. The bell is rang. So remember, kids, to go beyond, stay weird, and always geek responsibly. Class is dismissed. <laughs>